Hello, welcome back to the Y Comics Podcast, the comic book show where we talk about comics we love and sometimes the people who create them. But not today. Today it's just us. Today it's just us talking about a comic that I wanted to read real bad. Really I'm your host bad. Jess- yeah, real bad. I'm your host, Jesse, and with me today is your co-host, Hana. Hello. Pause for effect, but I am just speeding through this. Um, we're talking about Batman Ego today and other stories by Darwin Cook. I used to think it was pronounced Darwin Cookie, and uh, it's because I'm an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I would t- generally just tend to agree with that statement in the first place. That I'm an idiot? Thank you. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd be the first person to admit that I'm a pretty big dummy most of the time. But uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I wasn't a dummy but with picking this book. Because, man, I, like, I've heard a lot about Batman Ego, but... Oh, have you just straight up never read it before this? I've never read, I've never read it before. Holy shit, I've, I've, I read a Batman book before Jesse. Everyone, write it down. Mark it on your calendars. Uh, today is March 2nd, 2022, dating this episode, even though it's going to be time-stamped at some point. Um, yeah, I, I never read Batman Ego. I've read all, all the basically all the other stories within this collection I have read at some point before this, because the black and white stories were released in other things. and Yeah. The, the Tim Sale story was in a collection at some point, and then the Catwoman ones in the Catwoman collection that I just bought recently, so I read that recently. Um, yeah, but Batman Ego is never collected in anything else, so I, this is the first time me ever reading it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I I have the, like, volume for this one, actually. I got it when I was working at the store. I was going to pick it up, and then I'm like, have the extra. So I'm just going to... I had an employee <laughs> discount and store credit. Yeah. I'll probably pick it up now that I read it if they have it at my store because I could probably... Reward points. If you can find um, it, shout out Matt Reeves for making it fucking sold out everywhere. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, That's pretty cool. I mean... Uh, it is cool. You know, it's just frustrating. I got to keep my Batman thoughts to myself because... Uh, I, I So... Uh, Fair yeah, warning. that's I've next week. The movie. That's next week, though. We're going to do a spoiler cast for the movie next week. So if you don't want to know anything about the movie, don't listen to next week's episode. But I promise I'm not going to say anything about it this week. Um, but yeah, with Batman Ego, how do we want to talk about it? Do we want to talk about the plot of it, or do we just want to talk about it? I mean, talking about it, there's not, I mean, there is a plot, but the plot, like, you, if you talk about the the story, you kind of have to talk, I guess the story and the plot are the same thing. But if you talk about yeah. it, then I guess we kind of have to talk about the story. Because there's not I mean, a whole lot that actually happens. It's yeah, kind of just basic, Bruce talking to himself in a cave. Yeah, the basic premise of it is is, ba- is like, uh, what's that Christmas story? Christmas Carol? Is that it? One with Scrooge? Yeah, that's a Christmas Carol. Yeah, so it's, it's basically a Christmas Carol if there was no other angels other than the death one, and the death one is Batman personified, like the ego of Batman personified. Yeah, it's almost it's like it's like, called Batman Ego. Yeah, it's almost like that's the name of the book is about the ego of the Batman. But it's um, not even like his ego. It's like a personification of his fear, which I guess is kind of all of our egos. But I don't know. I yeah, took one psychology like, class 10 years ago. But it disguises itself early on as kind of like the personification of his power and like what it feels like to put on that mask to him. Um, which I mean, he does like weaponize fear. Like that's kind of his whole thing. True. And I, I think there's something to be said about once that mask is put on Bruce, how close he pushes himself to the edge every night. Yeah, uh, I mean, he basically, like, has near-death experiences most nights. 
and he almost gives everybody else near-death experiences every night. So like that 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 whole darkness is gonna build to a boiling point, and I like that this story is like, let's talk about it. Yeah, I think it's cool that like. There, I mean, I don't know. I think any Darwin cookbook is cool. Besides, like, his rather liberal use of the Arsler in Selena's Big Score. But, I mean, yes, whatever. Different times, I guess. Uh, I also don't think he would have used it now. I don't think he would have either. Um, like, knowing what I know about him, obviously, like, I never got to meet the guy. Uh, but knowing what I know about him and like knowing what his wife has said about him and stuff since like, yeah, yeah. he seems like a good dude, you know, or he yeah. seems like he was a good dude. And mm-hmm. honestly, he was a master of his fucking craft. He's like, he's one of the people that got me into like making art in the first place. Like, yeah, his kind of just like flat rough style was like kind of the first thing I tried to emulate. I mean, Tom King's, uh, definition of like darwin cook style is like i think the best way to always describe him and a few other people where it's what you um, remember comics looking like but it's not like it's it's just not but when you think about classic comics you're like oh yeah darwin cook does classic comic style yeah but it looks nothing like the old comics but you're just like yeah that's yeah. just that's like what you romanticize comics as like if you show someone a darwin cook thing you're like this is dick spraying they're like yeah i can see that yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I and I and I like the the challenging story inside of it where it asks Bruce like, if you're gonna do this, why don't you ever go all the way? Why don't you ever? You're already doing so much. You're always you're always being a judge in a way. Like, why don't you just be the, the executioner at the same time? Yeah, and I think it's. I mean. I guess admirable isn't the right word, but it's the best word I can think of. I think it's admirable that Bruce, like, even faced with, like, the darkest side of himself still grounds himself in that. I think that's really nice. And I think that's something that a lot of fucking current writers that maybe do, like, Elseworlds-style stuff aren't paying attention to. And also, like, I don't know. (laughs) The whole, like... I'm going to talk about people giving Batman a gun again. Like, it's just fucking... Why? Like, it kind of just goes against the whole, like, thesis statement that Batman presents, you know? Yeah, it's... it's And even, like, when they did it in Batman Year 2, which is, like, a, a bonker story to begin with... And, I mean, I know the classic like, books had him have a revolver and shit, too, but there's been... Yeah, and he, and he killed... That was, like, eight universes ago, so... And it was also, like, the time where... The idea that a hero couldn't not kill in a way like that every noir character had a gun every zoro yeah zoro killed as shown in the book like yeah um it, it's the, the idea that like a, your hero didn't kill was not a not a new concept but also not an old concept at the time because superman i don't think was a killer at the beginning but that because but superman was a different type of symbol yeah he wasn't a, a noir character he was a sci-fi character yeah exactly uh, I mean, look at the shadow. The shadow is like the closest we have to a like a, an, an older Batman clone. It's in the way. spirit, probably... kind of. Yeah, the spirit and the shadow. I don't know which came first. If it was which out of those, three, I think the shadow like... would have come first. Yeah, I and I think know. then Batman after. I think the shadow was like a audio play before it was a comic or anything like that. But like, 
if you look at any of those modern comics, those guys rip people to shreds still because that's that's just the genre of noir. Your hero is grim and dirty and gets ugly with villains. And I think that's what makes Batman a cool and kind of like special noir character is he gets ugly, but he doesn't get that same kind of ugly. Yeah, he's always, I mean, supposedly leaving them alive. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, except for the one time he broke uh, KGB's neck in the snow and somehow that guy survived. Yeah, I mean... People survived wilder things in comics. It's the same thing as in like the Spider-Man game where if you knock someone off the building, they just get webbed to the side. Like, yeah. You just don't... Please don't think about it that hard. Yeah, don't think about it too hard. <laughs> or, I think mean, too hard, if we're even everything. talking about Spider-Man in the video game committing murder, there's a finisher where you literally bash someone's head against a metal pole... I don't think someone's waking up from that. Like, they might be alive, but they're not, like, alive. You know what I mean? You're going to be hooked up to life support for the rest of your life, and it's going to be Spider-Man's fault. I like, um, in Ego 2, the flashback to Christmas with Bruce. Yeah, and him, like, being sad that he doesn't have any parents. It, like, humanizes him a little bit more to me. Oh, I was actually talking about the flashback to when he was younger and his parents Oh, with his parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, I the, thought you were talking about after story. that. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. But, like, the idea that, like, one, he didn't understand the concept of not human emotion, but, like, someone can be happy but not be happy. Like, they can show gratitude but not be overjoyous. Like, when she got the... Pro- yeah, like, when you cry out of joy. Yeah, and then also, like, at the same day, he witnessed kind of death firsthand with... His dad's patient, patient, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, don't ever die. He's like, you please (laughs) can't die, and then it was probably, like, a week later. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's like that whole section is like, man, like... And then his dad promises him that he won't die before his time. It's just so sad. It's, uh... It's just it's real cool, and then like when he brings when he, the ego brings up Robin, yeah, and, uh, and he thinks that he's talking about Gordon. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, I'm talking about the boy. And he's like, the boy can take care of himself. He's like, do you think like he can? Do you and really Bruce think like, so? You shut up. Yeah, <laughs> shut up right now. Because he just won't hear it. He's a yeah stubborn asshole at his core. No matter how much he tries to get away from it. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the the end of the story, though? I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice kind of, like, reset in why he puts the mask on, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, it doesn't really matter as far as canon goes or anything like that, but I think it's a nice way to look at why he continues to do it. Yeah. Even after seeing, like, Basically, it's his fault that it's escalated this far. But also, at this point, like, he's in too deep. Like, if he stops, then, like, they're just going to, like, do whatever the fuck they want. Because they already exist and have superpowers and all that shit. And they might not have ended up like that if it weren't for Batman. But since Batman's Mm -hmm. here, he has to be here. Yeah. I just think it's a nice... It's, like, it's basically just, like, a... I gotta go back to work kind of thing now. And it's a nice juxtaposition to the opening before he starts dealing with the ego of Bruce kind of out of control and can't get a hold of anything. He's like spiraling and he's bleeding out. 
a guy kills himself in front of him. Gun on, yeah, has a gun on him, and he's like can't even focus on the gun because he's just so out of it. It's it, it's really it's a I don't know what the narrative name for it is, but it's just a really nice like if you read it all the way through in one go, like and you just read the beginning and the end, you can see a, a tonal change in the character. Yeah, and, I mean it's basically like a Lazarus pit for Bruce without actually being one. Like he yeah fights his own psyche and all that other shit that you have to do to get out of the Lazarus pit alive. Mm-hmm. But he just does it on his own instead of being in the pit. But essentially, it's the same kind of thing. It's rejuvenating who Batman is and why Bruce does what he does. And it's an arc for Bruce that you get in 50 pages that some writers take 20 issues to get to, which is kind of surpri- like it's surprising how tight the story is for being so small. Yeah, it's succinct, but it's like books. deep. Not not like hashtag deep, but like it's like it's full. Like it's it's very short comparatively but it's really full of like life and not world building but like you know what i mean yeah and i think the only way you get that in comics is with a, a writer artist combo like a guy uh, or a person that can do both i think you if they're a good writer because there's a there's there's also the new <laughs> yeah. atoms of the world there's a few um, that maybe shouldn't do both but if if it can do both and they can do both uh, well, then you get special pieces of work like this because they understand the medium so well that they can convey what they're going for in, the, in fewer pages because the the words and the art are so in sync. And there's some duos that could do that in general, um, but it's something special when it's just one person. Yeah, for sure. The only criticism I have of this book really is that it's hard for me to read cursive. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Other than that, it's, I, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, cursive even more. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking small. I'm reading on my iPad and I'm just like zooming in on the panels, like yeah, an R and an N. I guess, dude, it, peril would it make any sense? All right, cool. When when I get, I pick up like an old like a back issue and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read this back issue and it's a yellowed page back issue with cursive in it. Oh like, fuck! I don't know what that's ever gonna say now. Yeah, <laughs> I just use context clues. I, I mean, I did my fair share of reading old shit back in the day, like at libraries and stuff. So I think I, I feel like I put my time in. Uh, so basically anything like pre-1995, I just kind of gave up reading about five years ago. <laughs> Except for when we read um, it here. Yeah. So there's other stories within this, and there's only two others I really wanted to talk about. Um, I know, and I know one of them you want to talk about, and that is Selena's big score. Yeah, fantastic story. Yeah. Um, if you if you guys want to read this, and then what happens next, I would recommend you picking up the Darwin Cook and uh, Ed Brubaker Catwoman collection. Um, but yeah, this it's a it's a it's a heist it's a heist with Catwoman. Yeah, it's a heist in movie. Las Vegas. Yeah. With with pop art style that is reminiscent of the seventies, which is like the era of fantastic heist movies. Yeah. I, and I, also, I Selena has a type. Yeah, she has. She <laughs> definitely has a type. And it was funny if, if you read the whole collection too. Like, um, I've never heard of the what is it Spencer? Is that the guy's name? Um, Stark. The Stark, that's who it is. I've never heard of Stark before, and if Stark's a character in the old comics, please don't write me. I, I don't care. Um, 
<laughs> I literally are... don't give a shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I, I read enough comics that I've forgotten more char- characters than I I can like I can. Um, but I like that. In a, if you read the whole volume, there's a, a smaller. Um, I think it's him retelling the Night of the Stalker. Um, looks like he's just too. from Selena's big score. Yeah, he, he's also in one of the shorts in that comic in that uh in that volume too. But I think I think he's just a Darwin Cook character that he likes writing. Yeah, I don't think he's from anything else. Um, but uh, da, 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 what was I? Oh, bringing back Slam Bradley for this too. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about Slam Bradley, but he is a old Detective Comics uh character that was like when Detective Comics was the anthology book back in like the original days and stuff. Um, yeah, I've definitely heard the name before from some like. 87 year old dude who came into the store being like do you have any slam bradley dc books but yeah yeah it's, I've, it's, I've definitely never seen any of it before it's a character that i wish could make a comeback i don't know if you could do it in the exact style because he has a is a it's, it's very much like 60s 50s character with the way his partner looks uh i'm trying to look it up send you an image but yeah, Sam Bradley's just a, so, such a good character that I wish they could like bring back in full. Here's here's an image of him like in the original comics and his partners. Oh, <laughs> tell me if you can recognize who his partner is, like the way he's like cartoonized in this. <laughs> like you can't you can't do that in a serious book anymore, I think. But gosh, it's it's just so good. I, I love it so much. Oh, I guess they put Sam, Slam Bradley in the Batwoman t- TV show. Okay, maybe I should watch the Batwoman show. <laughs> Just for Sam, uh, Slam Bradley. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't recognize his little sidekick guy, but... He also just, looks familiar I, at the same time. I just love... Yeah, he's he's basically a, like a family circus co- Sunday comic book Yeah, he's just an out-of-place design. Next to this most handsome noir detective. Some spider ham ass <laughs> shit. And I would love, I would give anything to write a Slam Bradley comic. Just no one will read it though. I mean, Human Target is selling pretty well, so. Yes, yes, but I think Human Target has a, uh, what's the word for it? Hook. <laughs> True. Uh, Slam Bradley is just a, uh, a noir detective that gets into shenanigans. I mean, noir is coming back. You never know. I hope so, man. And I mean, honestly, did noir ever leave? I mean, there's definitely a little bit where it was a little played out. True. Um, so yeah, Slay the Big, Big Square, I think that's my favorite thing, though. It's just, just like, it feels like a heist movie. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like a comic at all. It really feels like you're watching a heist movie and it's in different acts and you're feeling all the pieces come together. Yeah, and you can like they, everyone has their little intro cards, like their little yeah. game cards, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just great. the The use of color and just the the use of like different fonts to signify like who's thinking and stuff like that, just amazing stuff. Oh, that's where I heard of Sam Slam Bradley. He was in the New Frontier. Oh, okay, which I is like also that. a Darwin Cook work. Darwin Which Cook is joint. also a fantastic uh, Darwin Cook story. Yeah, fucking amazing. Watch the movie if you don't want to read it, I guess. But you should also yeah, just read I think, it. I think it's good, yeah. Um, Movies on HBO Max. Figure it out, y'all. 
it should be canon that Wonder Woman's taller than every member of the Justice League. That is. Yeah, she that. should be like seven foot tall. Yeah. She's an Amazon. She tower over everybody. She's the best Amazon. She should look like the best Amazon. Um, what was I gonna say though? I don't know. I got distracted thinking about Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's hard, especially Darwin Cook's Wonder Woman. It's so good. So good. Um, but Selena's big score, like the. I think I also like that. Is Batman even in the story at all? Is like he's maybe in like in two panels, two pages maybe. I think that he's an ah uh, panel. Yeah, like he's so not um, existent in this. Stark is talking to that Jeff guy, and Jeff is like, who could have taken her from you? And it was like a quick flash of Batman's chest, and that's it. Yeah, so good. But yeah, Bats does not show up in this one, like, at all. So we both highly recommend Selena's Big Score. Yeah, any Catwoman book, really, I probably typically um, and- recommend. And then I also want to talk about the the one short that's in here with Tim Sale doing the art. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Is it called Date Night? Yeah, it's called Date Night. It's just a like five page story of Selena and Bruce and like they're in a, their Batman is chasing her, but she is like pretending like this is their date for the night, and it's just so much fun. Wasn't that adapted into? Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I feel um, like it was adapted into an animated thing. I think I think you might be right because I remember hearing the name somewhere else. Batman. Oh, I'm just gonna get a lot of fan art, aren't I? Yeah. Oh, there's Double Date, but that's not what that's not what I'm thinking. That's the that's the Tom King story, which is also very good. I want a book that's just romance of all these people. Batman Date Night animated. See it. Yeah, I don't see it either. Maybe oh, the Cat and the Claw from animated series. No, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Maybe we just made it up. Yeah, maybe I just um, made it up. I mean, sometimes I imagine. I was so hyped for the Batman that I dreamed the plot, and I was mad at myself that I might have spoiled it in my dream to myself. Like, like Apollo just showed up in a dream. <laughs> yeah, I woke up and I'm like, that better not be the right plot because I'll be mad that my dream subconscious figured out the, from just watching the trailers. Um, so yeah, sometimes your brain makes stuff up. Yeah, Apollo just um, threw a dodgeball at your head while you were sleeping. Something I was gonna say about that. Oh, like I just love romance comics and I wish there was more of them. Yeah, um, in, in I think I think there should be more comics that aren't. I mean. This is a superhero comic, but there should be more comics that aren't superhero comics. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we should have, like, romance comics and comedy comics and all that other shit again. Why the fuck not? And, they sh- and like, the big two should be publishing those genres. Yeah. Too, and they, they have like, characters in these genres. Yeah. Like, I, Marvel used to publish a fucking line called gay comics. And I think they should bring that back. Yeah. I think, I think that was technically like Atlas or Timely or whatever, but still. But I mean, All-Star Western was a comic that ran for most of the New 52. Like I'm like looking up gay issues. comics. Um, well, if you're going to get some results. The, um, the actual gay comics. And like when you have... Uh, you think I haven't Love? just Googled gay comics before? <laughs> I think I did at one point. 
that's besides the point. Uh, but I think Endless Love, is it called Endless Love? Whatever the new Tom King and uh, Elsa Chamberlain? Oh, God, I, don't, I am messing up names. But that comic's so good because it's, like, based off the classic romances, and it still has an interesting plot that's not just the romances, but the romances work in it. Um, you know what's really hard to find? Something incredibly generic called gay comics. You said Titan, though? I think it was either... I think it was either timely or atlas or whoever was before marvel was called marvel it might have also just been marvel it's on my like marvel comics a thousand poster ah i found it it's timely i was correct gay comics timely yeah here it is i recognize that logo good right now i'm trying to find it oh yeah there it is Man, these are just, like less art. Just, I love it. Like, I mean, I'm a sucker for Archie too. I grew up reading Archie Digest, so yeah, it's very yeah. Archie art. And like, you had like legends write books like this, and you won't get them. They won't be ever published again because people don't buy romances, and so they won't publish them in collections. But Jack Kirby did a bunch of romance comics and stuff like that. I would love I'm starting to, go to back think and that this that. is not the same type of gay that I was thinking. I oh, think this no, is no, comedy no, no. gay. Yeah, <laughs> they this, should this make it a... LGBT gay. I just want to make this is having a good laugh gay. I forgot that things used to be just called gay about happy or like. I mean, comedic. Look at this man, he doesn't know which meal to eat. Yeah, I was reading into some of these covers a little differently. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you could this do just this. just in. Someone whose in- second language is English finds out that words have different meanings. Or changed meanings. Um, but you could do a comic like this and do- still keep doing these covers, but make it that kind of like, meaning of gay and, like, throw people off. And I think that would be really clever and really smart. Yeah, fuck it. Marvel. Give me a call. Yeah, give, give us calls, please. But Hannah first, and then me second. Eh, um, Jesse's the better writer. Eh, that's debatable. Um, hey, DC, so yeah, do you want to write a games journalism comic book? Tim Drake is a streamer now. <laughs> Actually, hold on. I have an angle for that. <laughs> <laughs> I read uh, the newest Radiant Black. I think it's like issue 12. I might be wrong. Um, and like right. they revealed that the the pink radiant character, or is it purple? I, I maybe I'm colorblind. I don't know. One of those colors. Um, One of the gay colors. <laughs> yeah, that 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 character is a as a streamer. That color. Um, that character is a gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that character is a streamer, and like her life's obsessed with streaming, and then she gets overwhelmed, and like the guy's like, maybe you need the radiant uh, the thing. I don't know what they're called. I forget. Better reading comics. I should read Radiant Black. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's a good Power Ranger book. Um, so yeah, uh, that's that's this episode. I mean, honestly, like, there's not much more to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm good. We talked about the whole book. Yeah, and also we're both tired. Yeah. So it's gonna be a shorter episode. Um, oh, we had one question though about this. Let me look up that question. I forgot. and it's a question I can technically answer uh, without spoilers. So, yeah. So someone asked. They're curious if they, uh, in what ways do we see Batman ego influencing the movie? And like honestly, if you read enough interviews about the movie before it came out, you could kind of see where it was going, and it's that way too. Where Bruce's whole 
issue in this movie is he's just Batman. He's not Bruce. And so it's that kind of struggle is like, what does it mean to be more than just Batman? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. You have, but uh, I was kind of thinking like it's more informing Robert Pattinson's performance of Bruce Wayne rather than informing like any storyline of the movie. Like, I feel like that's how it would because I feel I feel like the first person I heard mention Ego specifically was Robert Pattinson. And -hmm. we all know he's a little Batman freak. Robert Pattinson, please come on my podcast. I'll give you my phone number. I mean, what? Um, sorry, I got distracted. Uh, but yeah, like I think it's mostly just like influencing how Robert gets into Bruce's head, rather than like, yeah, we're gonna see Batman like fucking face his ego like in the mirror or something. You know? Obviously, you've seen the movie, but yeah, I think I think that's a good estimate of it. Um, so yeah, next week, heads up, we're doing a Batman spoiler cast, hopefully. I gotta figure out those times still, but I should get that nailed soon. Um, it's like 50-50 on whether or not I'll see the movie before we do the spoiler cast, but um, whatever. I don't, I don't think, I, I think you'll find time. Well, it's less you finding time, it's more I live in a hellhole full yeah. of sickness and disease. Yeah, it's more finding a theater that you're comfortable going in. Um... I want to thank our Patreon producers, Anthony Greco and Patrick Mullman. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us there at patreon.com slash whitecomics. And we have three tiers you can choose from. I almost forgot, Hannah, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter.com slash underscore at, or fucking Christ. Twitter.com slash underscore Hannah23. Uh, Instagram at the same spot. I write stuff on the internet about video games. I usually tweet about it. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Sleeper of the Bed everywhere that you want to find me at. And I have a podcast with our f- mutual friend Matthew called Killing It. And at some point, I'm probably going to make him watch Batman and we're going to talk about it on there too. Um, you can find this show on Twitter at YComicsPod. Uh, you can email us at YComicsPodcast at gmail.com if you want to be a guest on the show, have questions for a future guest, or have a story about how comics impacted you. You can reach us at all those places. If you like the show, please tell a friend to leave a review. Logo is done by Zach Russell. You can find their work everywhere at Cavity Crew. They're the wonderful. Joint. Yeah, they're absolutely great. Um, you should buy the Some Good Shows merch that Zach has designed for them. Yes. And I think um, the theme is Join the Restaurant by David Zetsi. And remember, everybody, um, even Batman punched Nazis. <laughs> <laughs>